Thanks so much for spending your Sunday morning with us. If you're new with us today, don't forget to fill out our Connect card online at hopewintergarden.com. Just click on the I'm New tab or grab one at the info bar. Then stop by the info bar outside for your free gift. At Hope Church, one of our core values is that we are generous. If you are just visiting with us today, don't feel any obligation to give whatsoever. We're just so glad you're here. If you did come prepared to give, there are a few different ways you can do that. You can give online at hopewintergarden.com. You can text an amount to 84321, or you can drop your gift in the boxes located in the back of the auditorium. Thank you for your generosity. It is truly making a difference in our community and around the world. Now, we want to make sure you are up to date on all that is happening here at Hope Church for you and your family. Check out this week's Hope Happenings. Hope students, come out tonight at 6 p.m. for our annual Christmas party. Come dressed up in your most festive gear, and it's going to be a great time as we celebrate the Christmas season together. Hope Kids' annual Christmas pajama party is happening on December 20th during both services. All kids are welcome to wear their pajamas and come celebrate with some sweet treats and fun. Ages 3 years and up can bring a gift from the dollar store to exchange. It's going to be a great time. Mark your calendars for Hope Church Family Movie Night featurette of The Polar Express. This will be happening at West Oaks Mall AMC Theater December 21st at 6.30 p.m. You can buy tickets and register online at hopewintergarden.com events. Make sure to stay connected with us throughout the week online at hopewintergarden.com and on Facebook and Instagram at hopewintergarden. We believe the best is yet to come. And our hope is that you feel God's love stronger today than ever before. Hey, good morning. <laughs> hey, um, I hope that you guys will come out for our movie night. We've rented out a whole theater, and we believe we'll, we'll max it out. We can only put 60% of, of the theater space, the biggest theater that they have at the, at the movie theater. And, um, and so we rented that out. We hope that you'll come out for that and um, get your tickets fast so we can prepare so they can know. Hey, Christmas Eve is coming, and um, it, it comes every year. It's December the 24th, and there's a, there's a flyer on your seat right where you're at. And um, here's what I want to invite you to do. Why don't you bring somebody to church with you on Christmas Eve? Invite a friend. Bring somebody with you. You can take this with you. These are for free. Um, if you want to take more, uh, there's a stack in the back. You can take some. If there's, when you get ready to leave today, if no one's sitting around you, just take anybody else's, and we'll refill them out for the next hour. But why don't you bring somebody with you to Christmas Eve, or if you're going to a restaurant today, leave it for your server. Make sure you tip them well. And... Um, and we're just we're we're gonna have a good time Christmas Eve, and it's a, we have a five o'clock service and a six o'clock service. It'll be a forty-five minute service. We get them in and get them out. We'll have cookies and and hot chocolate, and it'll be awesome. Last year we had an incredible Christmas Eve service set up, 
and we had to have it outside because somebody hit a power pole. So we're declaring this year we're going to have it in the building. And, um, and we believe that God's going to do an incredible work in, in our lives and in, and in your friends' lives. Hey, this is an incredible season right now. I know there's difficulty in this season, but it's also an incredible season because we're celebrating the birth of Jesus who came to the world as a baby, but he left as a full-grown man, and he died on the cross for our sins. And we want to celebrate that all month long. And I, I don't love the, I was telling our, my friends, like, I, I don't love the commercialization of Christmas, but I love the birth of Jesus. I love, love, love the birth of Jesus. So we're going to celebrate that all month long, and uh, we are, I am looking forward to that. We're in a series called The Stories, The Stories of Christmas. The stories of Christmas. And you and I, we all have a, we all have a story when it comes to, to Christmas. Maybe yours is a, is a funny story. I know for, for myself, I, I'm, a, I'm the second kid of, of six siblings. And, and we used to, on Christmas Eve, we all used to pile in the same exact room. All six of us in one room every Christmas Eve. And we would, we would draw straws. Who was going to go and see if Santa Claus had came yet? And it was like we, we, are the, we used to always send the youngest one. But as they got, oh, they got older, they got smarter. Like, yo, I'm not going. I'm not going. It was like this. And so it was like, okay, cool. We're going to have to pick who's going to go. And we'd have to go and crack the door open a little bit and see if Santa Claus, Santa Claus had came. But um, one year my parents decided we're not going to put the Christmas tree in the, in, the, in the line of sight. They moved it right around the corner. So we, you had to have a lot of courage that year because you couldn't just crack the door open a little bit. You had to go out there and, you had to go out there and look. And so you, you have a story. You have a story of Christmas. You have a favorite movie around Christmas. And so everyone has a story. Everyone has a story for Christmas. But today I want to spend time talking to you about the reason, the reason for Christmas. And next week I want you to come back because we're going to talk about the response of Christmas. And I want to make sure you come next week. It's going to be an incredible time. I don't want you to miss next week's message. I think it's going to be a very timely message for our church. But the angels, the angels had a story of Christmas. The angels, they played a part in the Christmas story. We, we, we're going to read Luke 2 in just a moment. When you read the, through Matthew and you read through Luke and you read those through those first chapters, everyone, everyone has a story. Jesus has a story. We're going to talk about Jesus' part of Christmas today. The Mary, she had a story. Mary was a, was a virgin. The Holy Spirit said, hey, you're going to be pregnant. The rest of the world's like, that makes zero sense. But to Mary, he's like, all right, God, whatever you say, I'm going to do whatever you want me to do and not let really she really had a choice. But Mary, she, this was a virgin birth. Mary was not married to Joseph yet. And Joseph had a story to play in the Christmas story. And the wise men who came later, they had a part to play in the Christmas story. We'll talk about the wise men next week. And the star, the star even the star had a part to play in Christmas. That's why we put a star on the Christmas tree. And it takes us a long time to put the star on the Christmas tree. We've had the Christmas tree completely decorated. I don't know where the star's at. <laughs> but in this story... The star, the star is important. The shepherds, the shepherds, they had a part to play in the story. And here's what I believe to say with all my heart. I think you and I, we have a part to play in the Christmas story. I think the Christmas story doesn't revolve around you and I. The, the Christmas story revolves around Jesus. But you and I, we get to be a part. We get to be a part of the play. Have you guys seen the, the movie, uh, it's a very, very spiritual movie called Four Seasons? And uh, the family, I, I'm, not, I'm not an actor guy, an act, actress guy, but um, they, they go from house to house to house to house. And, and this couple, they're going to go away. They're going to go to, a, they're gonna go to a, um, a, a tropical island over Christmas. And, and they don't want their family to know about what happens is that fall comes and they can't go anywhere. So they're stuck going from family to family to family to family. They had to go to four houses. Both, both parents were divorced. So they went to their moms and then they went to their, their, their dads and they went to their moms and then to their dads. Oh, and they had to go and... And Christmas has a part like that. Like Christmas, like we all have a part to play in. And so we have these different seasons of our life where we find ourselves. And, 
we find ourselves in this season right now, and God, I believe, is speaking to you and I today. He has a part, he has a part that you and I get to play in this Christmas story. So if you have a Bible, great. Luke chapter 2, verse 1, the Bible tells us this. Tells us this at the time the Roman Emperor Augustus decreed that a census should be taken throughout the Roman Empire. We're gonna we're gonna count everybody. We're gonna count and see where everybody's at and see how many more kids have came and, and see what's going on. We want to make sure who's who's alive or who's gone, and we want to make sure every we want to get the right proper census. Verse 2 says this. This was the first census taken when Quirinius was governor of Syria. So this is his first time in. He said, we got to get a good count because I want to know who all, what we all have going on. Verse 3 says this, all return to their own ancestral towns to register for their census. Somebody goes back to their place, they go back, they got, they go back to their home or they go back to their place or maybe some of you guys, you'll travel in this season, you'll go to wherever home is. And verse 4 says, and because Joseph was a descendant of King David, he had to go back to Bethlehem <clears throat> in Judea. David's ancient home. He traveled there from the village of Nazareth in Galilee. He took with him Mary, to whom he was engaged, who was now expecting a child. Verse 6 says, And while they were there, the time came for her baby to be born, Jesus, and she gave birth to her firstborn son. She wrapped him in, she wrapped him in snugly in strips of cloth and laid him in a manger because there was no lodging available for him there. And you guys know the story. They're knocking on doors. Hey, can I get a place to stay for my baby? No one, no, no, no more place. Kind of like Forrest Gump, seats taken. And knock on the next door. No, you can't come and knock next door. And they find themselves going to a door and he says, hey, we need a place. And if they, I think if everyone knew that they were going to like open up their home to Jesus, I think everyone like, yo, come on in. Yeah, let's, let's, let's go. You, you, you have a spot in, in my home. But we find himself knocking from door to door. And then finally they find himself in a place where they've, they've got him in a manger. And a manger sounds really, really cool. And when you watch the manger story, I mean, when you see the nativity scenes at your house, like, oh, it doesn't look that bad. But he's basically in, in a feeding trough. And we talk about strips of clothing. These are not like, it's not like he took my, my jacket today and, and, and tore it up or, and took some favorite clothes and tore it up. He's got whatever rags were laying around in the barn there at that time, he's got them wrapped around that. I mean, when you have a kid, moms, moms, when, moms when you have kids and dads, when you do nothing but watch, when you guys have those kids, man, it is a dramatic experience. And there, it's, it's a very sterile environment. I mean, we've got nurses and doctors and we've got all these people. I remember when we had the twins, we had the twins, there were so many doctors in there. They, every, every, both of the twins, they had ample enough help. And there were so many people in there and there's doctors. And I mean, it's, an, it's, a, it is a, it's a big deal. And they count everything. But I could imagine what it would be like to birth Jesus' birth. Like, it was not, not that nice of a birth. <laughs> Moms, when you have those kids, you, you, like, you, you want to find like a special place to go. Like you want to have the right place and you want to have the right doctors. Like she didn't have a choice. She's like, yo, this is what we got. <laughs> this, will, this will work, Jesus. And it always blows my mind that Jesus, who's going to be the savior of the world, comes into the world in such, a, in, in such a bad place, if you will, for lack of better words. Not, not a nice, not anything, nothing nice about the, the entrance of this, of this baby that would one day become a man that would die on the cross for the sins of all humanity. So we go on a little bit further. The Bible says that that night there were shepherds staying in fields nearby, and <clears throat> they were guarding their flocks of sheep. And suddenly an angel of the Lord appeared among them, and the radiance of the Lord's glory surrounded them, and they were terrified. And you would be terrified, and I would be terrified. But the angel reassured them, don't be afraid, he said. I bring you good news that will bring great joy to all people. I love this verse of the Bible. This could probably be one of my favorite verses in the Bible. And, and I love John 3.16. There's a lot of verses you, that you would love. But the Bible says that the angel said, hey, it's okay. Don't be afraid of man. This is such a timely verse because we live in a day and age where there are so many people that are living in fear. 
There are so many people that are living in fear, paralyzed of the, of the unknown or paralyzed because of, a, of the system that they thought was going to happen that did not happen. And I, I'm so thankful that you guys are in the room today. And if you're watching online today, we want to invite you to come back. And I just feel that so many people, we're getting, because of the fear, it, it's, 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 it's leading into other damaging things in our life. Usually fear doesn't, fear doesn't really take us out, but what, the aftermath of fear takes us out. A lot of times fear will lead us into isolation. And to be in our house, to be stuck in our home, in our homes for eight months, that, there's some damages that can be done by being in isolation. It, it's not good. I, my, my friend here is today, he's, he's a firefighter. Firefighters, they, they, they work in teams. They, they kind of they they work together. No, no, solo, no solo artists because they, they need the help. they got to make sure because if one person gets hurt, how can they, they, need, they need the help. And so the fear that's coming in our society today, it's really isolating people. And the isolation is leading us into other things that are, that are really causing a lot of damage. And so we see here Jesus says, hey, guys, don't be afraid. And I think it's a timely verse for you and I today because I'm, I'm coming with good news. I'm coming with good news. The Bible says in verse 11, the Savior, yes, I'm coming with the Messiah, the Lord, he has been born today in Bethlehem, a city of David. And you will recognize him by this sign. You will find a baby wrapped in these strips of cloth that we talked about. And he will be lying in a manger in this, in this feeding trough. And suddenly the angel was joined by a vast host of others, the armies of heaven, praising God and saying, I, I love this. Could you imagine being there in that moment? Could you imagine these angels rolling in? These guys, these are just your basic blue-collar workers that are doing the best they can. And, and these angels roll up, and they're dirty, and they're feeding the animals. And, and that's how we, that's the announcement that we're going to get. Like, hey, the Savior of the world has came, and you guys get to know about it. Know about it first. And it says that they show up, and then there's a host, a vast host. What an overwhelming experience it must have been for these men. The Bible says in verse 14, glory to God in the highest. This is what they said. And peace on earth to those, to those with whom God is pleased. And in this season where we find ourselves where we could be in a lot of fear, Jesus saying, I've come to give you guys, I've come to give you guys, I've, I've come to bring peace to the earth. I've come to bring something different. I'm not, I'm not doing the same thing. And we're about to go into the new year. And I, I love the new year. I, I like new things. I'm a, I'm a, I was telling our team, I'm a seven on the Enneagram. If you know anything about the Enneagram numbers. And sevens, they like new things. Entrepreneurs in your day, some of you guys, you're, you're maybe you're a three or you're a seven. You like new things. You like trying new things. You like to, to go out there and try. And you like to start new things and, and be a part of building and getting your hands and getting involved. And, and Jesus, and, and, I, and I love new seasons, but Jesus said, hey, I've come to bring something that no one's ever experienced before. I've come to bring a peace. The Bible goes on to say later that he brings a peace that passes all of our comprehension or all of our understanding. I don't know about you, but I need that kind of peace. I need the kind of peace that passes all of my all of my comprehension. Verse 15 says, when the angels had returned to heaven, <clears throat> when the, this vast host was a bunch of angels, the Bible says, when they went back up to heaven, the shepherds said to each other, let's go to Bethlehem. Let's see this thing. Let's, let's go see what happened. Uh, let's go see what happened. I think there's a lot of people in our society, they want to they see what's happening. Some of you guys, your lives are, your lives are looking different, and, and God's changed your life. I, in, the, in the offering um, last week, I, I, I got, a, I got a, a three-page paper, single line, and it was this lady sharing her story about how, how God has changed things. And, and when God's changed things, people want to come and see. People want to come and see, and, and she began to recollect about how the, the, the series and the sermons and the messages and the worship, all these things, that they're beginning to, they're, all those things are coming together, and, and it's shifting her as a, as a person, and she's encountered God in a special way. And, 
and I think the world wants to encounter God. The, the world wants to encounter something different, and, and people want to come and see. But if our lives don't look any different, they're not going to have a whole lot to come and to come and see. But they want to come and see something incredible. They want to come and, and, and they want to come and see. They want to come. I told you guys we. I, I went and looked at the building that I that it's not ours, but I like I would love to have it. I, I went to go just pray in it, and I just walked from from wall to wall, just saying, God, we we would steward this well. We would steward this well, and um, there's like three locations. Gabe is praying for a place. I'm praying for a place, and Diane's praying for a place. Can't say where Gabe is praying, place that he's praying for because it's an iconic place in our culture and in the city. I don't want anybody to be mad. But it's like all of us are praying for different places. And I, I was telling Ryan, I said, maybe if we actually all prayed for the same place, maybe God could do something incredible. <laughs> and so we're all praying. And now Ryan's here. I'm, I'm trying to persuade Ryan to pray with me. Because the Bible says wherever two or three, God's there. So I think God can't hear that because she's by herself. I'm not praying with Gabe. He's by himself. But I'm trying to recruit Ryan and Emily on my team. Like, if I can get them on my team, like, God can, three, three's company. Like, we could do something with three. And we find ourselves in this story today because I think God wants us to, our lives to be changed. He's given us this good news. He's given us the birth of Jesus. We, this isn't a brand new story. The, story. the story continues on to Easter, which we know about. And we've given our life to Christ. And people have given their life to Christ on Easter. And people have given their life to Christ at this church in the hundreds. And, and we want to keep on being this place where people can come and see and come and see. But I think sometimes God wants us to, to go so that people can see. I think there's a reason why 86% 86 of churches are in plot toward decline because people aren't going and no one's seen anything. It doesn't look anything different. It doesn't, doesn't seem special. It doesn't seem right. Why would we want to come and, be, come and see something that doesn't look? And I think if we would go and people could see us out there, we'd go into all the world. We would go be the light. We would go be who God's called us to be. I think they would say, man, I want to I wanna be a part of something different. I want to be part of something I want to be part of something really, really big. The Bible says that um, the angels, so they want to go see, they, they hurried to the village and they, they found Mary and they found Joseph. And there was the baby lying in the manger. Verse 17, after seeing him, the shepherds told everyone what had happened. They told everyone what had happened. And, and you and I were called to tell everyone what had happened. We give you these invite cards for you to invite people so they, can, so they can hear about what happened, so they can hear about the greatest news that ever, that there ever was. And there was a baby lying in the manger. After seeing him, the shepherds told everyone what had happened. Verse 18, all who heard the shepherd's story, they were, they were astonished. Their minds were blown. Verse 19 says, but Mary kept all these things in her heart. And she brought about them, and she, and she thought about them often. I mean, Mary, we're not going to spend time, and we're going we're gonna to rush through Christmas over the next couple of over the next couple of weeks, and we don't have time to talk about the, all the Joseph story and Mary's story and, and Mary's cousin's story and all these different stories. But Mary was like, wow, man, something incredible happened today. Man, my life was, my life was forever changed, carrying this baby around for 10 months. And, I mean, this was incredible. And this birth, that was not the best birth. I mean, I think Jesus could have did a better, like, God could have given me a better place to have a baby. But, man, I, she kept all those things into her, into her life. Verse 20 says this, the shepherds went back to their flocks and they were glorifying and praising God for all that they had heard and seen. It was just as the angel had told them. It was just as the angel had told them. I want to give you a few things and, that I think would help you and I today. And we're going to be done here in just a moment. Here's what, I, here's what I believe today. And here's what some things that God showed me. And here's the first thing. Is that God, he, Jesus, he came to bring good news. He came to bring 
He came to bring good news. I mean, he, I told you guys just a moment ago in the song, like, he is the good news, but he came to bring, he came to bring good news. I was listening to uh, a sermon just recently, and in, in the, in the, in the pastor was educating or he was encouraging pastors, and he said this. He goes, when you study for your messages, you should be studying with your Bible and with your local newspaper open. So that you can see, like, because the Bible is supposed to be in the good news. It's supposed to be taken out into, it's supposed to be taken out to where he came to bring the good news. That's what Jesus came to do. And I believe today, more than ever, we need some good news. There's enough bad news out there. You don't have to go far to find bad news. But Jesus, he came to bring good news for you and for I. And Jesus knew thousands of years ago that we need good news today. And Jesus is that good news. He came to bring good news. That's what he... That's what he came to do. People wonder, what's the purpose of Christmas? When they ask you, it's the purpose of Christmas so that Jesus could come to bring you and I. He could bring us good news. You need good news. Are, are you, I, I know today in this room today you're thankful that when all, all heck is breaking loose, you can go to this book and you can find, you can find some good news. You can find some good news. You, don't have to, you may not find it in the newspaper. You may not find anything in your, in, in, in your horoscopes or whatever it is that you're reading or whatever it is that you have going on, like whatever you're putting your hope in, like, Jesus said, I, I came to bring the good news. That's, that's why I, I'm here today to let you know there, there, actually is, there actually is good news. I'm so thankful for the good news. Here's the second thing. Jesus knew that the world needed good news. He knew that the world needed good news. Jesus knew that. He knew that back then. He knew it today. Jesus knew that the world needed good news. Good news. We need good news. All of us in here today, we need, we're desperately, you're in a desperate need for good news. Jesus is the good news that you're looking for. The world needs it. The world needs it today. It needed it yesterday. It'll need it forevermore. We need some good, we need some good news. Our kids are going to walk into our youth group tonight, and, and, they, and they come in so broken. They come in from dysfunctional homes, and, and we all have those. Every home is dysfunctional. So if you're one like, man, why is he talking about those kids' homes? That's your home too. I'm talking about you. That's all of our homes. There's no perfect home because there are no perfect people, so there cannot be no perfect homes. There's going to be one home that's going to be perfect. We're going to get there one day. It's going to be in heaven. That's going to be the only perfect home there ever was. We're not going to have food fights in heaven. Moms, the kids are going to like exactly what you like when you get to heaven. This, when, when, you, when you say moms are in heaven, when you say it's dinner time, no one's going to take their time getting there. Men in here today, when we get to heaven, we're going to have hot food. Come on, men. It's gonna, when we get there, it's going to be, I like, my, I like my plate made last. To be honest with you, why Diane's not here, I, I like to make it myself, but I want, she wants to make it. I'll let her. I'll let her. I, 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 it's going to be perfect when we get there. It's going to be incredible. That's when we have perfect, that's when everyone's going to make it to the, to, the, to, the, to the celebration. I remember my, my dad had nine, there, there's, my dad, there's seven boys in my, in my dad's family, and there's two girls. And I remember most prisons, when there's nine people, prisons. When every holiday, there would be someone not there because one of my uncles was in prison. Not everybody was there. I, I think in all the Christmases that I can remember, up until my grandpa passed away, my senior year of high school, I was 17 years old. I don't think, I don't think there was ever one Christmas when, when every boy was there and every girl was there. But when we get to heaven, everyone's going to be there. Jesus knows that you and I, that we need good news. He came to bring good news, and Jesus knew that the world needed that. He came to bring it because he knew that we needed it. I think sometimes we don't even know that we need good news. I, I want to read this Bible all the time. I, I, I've been to this Bible a lot. I've told, I've told some of you guys that are in our dream team, and we need to finish the year the way that we started the year. We started this year with 21 days of prayer and fasting. We need to be in this word the next, the next 21 days. 
Like we need to finish the year strong with God and God's word. We need to finish the year strong in this house. Some of you guys are finishing strong. You, we need to be here, like, because I, I don't want you to miss it. Here's what I believe, is what I've always believed, and or the last few years God's been building this up to me, but the way you end a season can determine how you start the next season. And what you learned in the last season will determine how you go into the next season. Some of you guys, your 2021 is going to be the best year of your life because you finished it, you, you finished this season strong. Be in the house. Be here. There, I, I, I talk to my friends every week, and, and most of them are like, I just don't know why people don't come back to church. You know what they're all saying? People are not coming back to church not because they're afraid. They're not coming back to church because they're, they're just, it's just comfortable. It's, it's comfortable to watch it. And here's what I believe today. I believe God can only do things here that he can't do in your home. And I think there's some things that God can only do in your home that he can't do in this house. But here's what I believe. God's blessing this house. There's a blessing upon this house. I'm still thinking about, I think we, we got to come get that and we got to take it everywhere we go. It's the good news. We got to take the good news wherever we go. So Jesus knew that we needed good news. Here's the third thing. The good news is that Jesus came and he died for my sins. If you're here today and you've never accepted the free gift of salvation, that's what Christmas is about. Like you're not going to get to heaven being a good person. You're not going to get to heaven by letting people in front of you park in front of you at the Winter Garden Village. None of y'all, you're like, good news because I ain't letting them do that. <laughs> like I'd rather go to hell than let someone get, like, get my parking spot. <laughs> it's like one in one in one in one thousandth. Rachel and I go to Starbucks, and I'm so thankful to announce at Starbucks, they, 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 they have these at the front spots where Rachel and I park at all the time. They, it, it, you could park there, but because of COVID, they have these signs that say, this is only for people that are picking up. I'm so thankful to announce they've removed those signs, Rachel. We've got to back our VIP parking spots. <laughs> I like that orange Hope truck parked right up front so people can say, man, Hope Church, where's that at? I want to be, I, I want to go, because when, when they get here, I want them to know that the good news is that Jesus came down the cross for their sins. To give them a different today, but also to give them a different eternity. Because what we're in this church, what we're in, the game that we're in, we're in the, we're in the, the, the eternal kingdom game. Like we, we're in it for the, the long game. We're not trying to be a quick hit. Uh, God's put in my heart, Jeremiah 29 in this season, that it says to go into the town and plant, plant plants and, and, and build people and, and be long term. It's a very, very loose translation, but you get it. Like, God, I believe God, we're in this for the long haul. We're going to put in deep roots. The Bible says to plant deep, 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 deep roots. Put, draw, draw the, I mean, the bigger the tent, the bigger, the bigger the stakes. We're, we're, we're putting in stakes this year. More stakes than we put in last year. We're, we're going deeper this year. We're going to bring freedom to our church. Like we're, there's so many things that God's going to do. But the, the, the thing that he wants to continue, continue to forever is he wants to bring the good news that Jesus came down the cross for my sins. If you're, you might be here today and say, I've never accepted the free gift of salvation, today's your day. Here's the really, 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 really good news. That he came for one, and he came for all. He came for one. He would have died on the cross for just Matt Bowling. He would have died, died on the cross for just Matt Bowling if that's what, he, if, if that's what it took. He would have did that. But the Bible says that he came for all of us today. Well, since whoever believes upon the name of the Lord shall be saved, they can be changed. Whoever believes in this good news, their, their life can be changed for all of eternity. Man, Pastor West, this is such a simple message. I think sometimes the most simple, the, the, the most simple messages, sometimes that we, we, we kind of miss those things sometimes. I don't want us to miss the, 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 the simplicity of the gospel for you and I to accept. It was complex for God, but it was simple for you and I. We get to come to Jesus the way that we are. He'll change our lives. And we can leave forever changed. 
we can go into all the world and we can, we can share the good news and, and perpetuate the good news and, and then one day he'll come back again. But until he gets back, we have the Holy Spirit who lives inside of us. He wants you to have that good news today. He wants that more than anything. He wants this, this season, the stories of Christmas, the, the, the greatest story of Christmas could be this year that you gave your life to Christ. That you said, Jesus, I need a savior. I believe that baby was perfect. He was spotless. He got across from my sins. He got off that cross. They put him in a tomb for three days. And three days later, he rose again. There's not enough good deeds. And we love helping people. And we love serving people. And we love doing all those things. But there's not enough good deeds that will get you to heaven. There's only one thing that will get you to heaven. And it's a person. And his name is just he came for you. And he died for you so that you could be changed forever. I want you to bow your head and close your eyes. All across the way. I believe in here today. There's someone in here today who came to church ready to sing Christmas songs and they didn't know that they would give their life to Christ today. They didn't know that they were coming to hear the good news that Jesus came down the cross for us. They've, they've never accepted that free gift of salvation. Their greatest story of Christmas is that Jesus came down the cross for your sin and for my sin. That's the greatest story. There's not a better story. You can, you can, you can read all the stories of it. You can read all the Gospels. The greatest story is that Jesus came down the cross for my sins. The second greatest story is the day when your story changes because you accepted the free gift of salvation. That's the second greatest story of Christmas. When you say, Jesus, I needed you. I need a savior. I need my life to be changed forever. That's the second greatest story. So if you're here today, like, Wes, I, I did not know that I needed a savior. I did not know that Jesus died on the cross for my sins. I, Wes, I've, I've committed lots of sins. I did not know that Jesus' love could cover all my sins. I had no idea that. Then I'm speaking to you today. If you, the Bible says if you will confess with your mouth and you believe in your heart that you can be saved. If you've never confessed with your mouth and you've never believed in your heart that Jesus died and he rose again for you, then I'm speaking to you today. You, you need to have a moment today where you ask Jesus to save you of all your sins. There's got to be a moment where you recognize God as Lord and right now this is your moment. So if you're here today and say, Wes, you're, you're speaking to me. I, I need a savior. Like I need good news in my life. I need Jesus in my life. I, he's not in my life. Like I've never asked him to save me. If that's you, say, right where your heads, right where you're at, your heads are bowed, no one's looking around. Would you just say, Dear Jesus, I admit that I've done wrong. And I admit today I need a savior. I confess all my sins to you. Would you save me? I believe that you died and you rose again for me. You did that for me, Jesus. And today, I'm inviting you into my life. Please save me. Please change me forever. If you pray that prayer today, I believe that the Bible says that today is the day of your salvation. This moment right now, everything changed for you. I wonder if you'd be so bold for just a moment while your heads are bowed and your eyes are closed. If you say, Wes, when you prayed that prayer, I prayed it with you and I asked Jesus to save me. Would you just shoot your hand up real quick? Don't wait for anybody else. Just shoot your hand up and say, Wes, I prayed that prayer with you today for the first time. Anybody like that across the way, I prayed that prayer for the very first time today. I asked Jesus to save me. I want to invite everyone to the room to stand to your feet all across the way. We're going to sing to the risen Savior today. We sing because Jesus saved us. We sing today because he's risen. He didn't stay a baby. He came and he grew up as a perfect, spotless lamb so that our lives can be changed forever and ever. And we're going to sing to that risen Savior this morning.